rants. Life and motherhood uncensored. Hey, Elle, what's up? Hey, how you doing, girl? I am doing. How are you? Oh, I'm here again. I'm here again. <laughs> uh, my my son, B-Man, has a learning tower. Uh, my husband's sister-in-law got it for us, and we put it together, and I had him up today because on all the you know, mom groups I'm in, it talks about how their one-year-olds are doing so much. And my, my, my kid is not like (laughs) these kids put laundry into the, you know, dryer and my kid doesn't want to put blocks into a block box. So it's easy to make you feel like you're like your kid is falling behind when they probably are not. You just maybe haven't given them the opportunity. So yes, I'm like, how is this a one year old? So anyways, I, I, I put this together and I'm like, all right, we're, we're going to do this. So I try to teach him how to crack an egg because this one girl went on about how her son helps with breakfast. And of course, I try to get my husband involved and I forget that my husband now has a little touch of anxiety since having the child. I go to show B-Man how to crack the egg and he takes it and tries cracking it and he throws one over the side. Oh, I love that. And then the next one, he tries to put right in his mouth. And my husband is like, no, no, salmonella. He's going to get salmonella. (laughs) So that was my my morning. That was my morning. Oh, I love that. See, I like over here in this house, I am the one that is riddled with anxiety over everything. And, you know, you try so hard not to like project that onto them. And you're just like watching from afar of things that you're like, oh my gosh. And then things that you're like, oh, I want to, I want to involve them. And then you try to like out, outweigh like, is the risk higher than like the reward of letting them try, you know, to attempt something. And whereas my husband is, oh, like, you know, let's just, you know, go with the flow. Like he's aware, but like, more go with the flow guy and I feel like he you know definitely helps definitely helps ground me over here but there there are times where I really am just like a kind of a a bat case like just all bat shit crazy well and I feel like that really starts from pregnancy I I feel as though when I was pregnant that is when well for me taking so long to get pregnant I so worried about losing him or him having a deformity or something that would really hinder his life, something that was life-threatening. And I, I almost couldn't get excited about my pregnancy because I was so scared that I was going to lose the pregnancy. And yes, I didn't even lose a previous pregnancy. I just took forever to get pregnant And with the fertility issues, I ended up just, I tried to just be thankful. You know that I'm a religious person, so I would, you know, thank God for where I was at. And I tried to be thankful just for even conceiving and for every stage I got to in my pregnancy. But I would be just, I couldn't let myself fully experience that happiness. Right. Yeah, I was definitely the same way. Um, You know, with our, our loss you know, I, I, 
I definitely was not an anxious person prior to getting pregnant. I was the person that would easily jump on a carnival ride and just like, you know, go for it. Whereas now I'm like, I really contemplate. I'm like, is this worth it? And I'm like, is this worth risking my life? And then I'd be, you know, leaving a baby behind and all these intrusive thoughts, you know, jump in. And Man, you know, as like, you get older, you know, it's not just me. <laughs> you learn that things are life threatening. <laughs> right. And I'm, you know, I, I, I miss that girl who wasn't, who was so go with the flow, but I'm like, maybe I needed a little bit of, of humbling, but I feel, you know, sometimes I feel sad for losing that girl that was just so carefree and go with the flow and didn't care and just had a great time no matter where what she was doing and yeah now I'm just uh, crazy I'm just crazy <laughs> and, and at least I know that I acknowledge it <laughs> but still crazy. I don't think you're crazy I, I think it's normal most mothers that I speak to it's very normal and it's actually yeah. the parents that I know that are so go with the flow I try to think, oh my gosh, how do you do it? How do you do it? Because yeah. the majority of everyone, including myself, although I wasn't worried about the salmonella that <laughs> my husband was worried about, there are other things that I still concern myself with, like head position while my child sleeps. And yes, it was a change, definitely a change during pregnancy. I don't want to scare people. Pregnancy is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful right. experience. But like all experiences that make you grow, there's going to be some challenges during that time. And a lot of my challenges just happen to be feeling like crap all the time. Yeah. And having the round ligament cramps. And I remember actually sharing with you I was having breathing difficulties a lot earlier in my pregnancy than anyone would say was normal. Right. And I think it has a lot to do with we're shorter. We Our torsos yes. are not long. We are not long people. So no. there, this baby had nowhere to go <laughs> other than no. in, like this everywhere. It shouldn't have been like there's just nowhere for it to go. <laughs> it's so true. And now my gynecologists were not concerned or anything but I remember being in the second trimester and having trouble breathing already oh yeah mm -hmm. and everyone yep. would tell me oh no that didn't happen that didn't happen which for the majority of people probably doesn't happen because we're just really sure <laughs> right yeah Yes. And for those listening, we are very close in height. I'm maybe like, maybe not even half an inch, like yeah, between each other. I'm five one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think I'm like a five foot and a half. I don't even think I'm five one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So we definitely look eye to eye and everybody else is just like in their own la, -la land. And me and Elle are having our own conversation down grounded with earth. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if for some reason you're listening to this and you are pregnant and you are short, just a heads up. And if you are average height or taller, you probably won't have this problem until you get very late into your pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I'll say not as early, not as early. Yes. And also <laughs> the fear of a C-section for me yeah. was an issue. I tried everything not to have a C-section. We knew my son was breech. And so I tried all of those uh 
I'm forgetting the name right now, but it was all of the exercises to try to turn the baby that you can do at home. And I even went to a chiropractor that specialized in a certain method for women that had breached babies. And there was... I remember all that. Yes. I remember you telling me all that. I would hang myself (laughs) upside down, down um, my mother's dog ramp. And I would hang upside down on it, trying to get my child to flip (laughs) because I was terrified of the C-section. I, I am allergic to all narcotics and the thought of having to get the epidural with a narcotic in it. It's scary. Actual, it's a, it's a spinal for C-section if you go right into it planned. Right. Yes. What was terrifying to me. So I was trying. I was trying everything. I did those stupid exercises where my husband had to grab that. Um, it was like a towel or a blanket and they like pull your hips up from the back. And um, as you know, but as the listeners don't, I'm also my mother's primary caregiver and she would come in and I would be upside down eight months pregnant, nine months pregnant, <laughs> hanging down or with my legs in the air, wheel, wheelbarrowing some type of position. And she would just be like, what in the hell are you doing? Yeah. And none of this worked. I even went through them trying to manually flip the baby at the hospital. The OBGYN tried and my baby would not move. He was like, no, F you. We are not doing this. I remember you telling me all of that. I remember you texting me like, oh, did you have this? Did you have, did, was she breached? I'm like, no, sister girl said she was ready to go before. She said she has been ready, <laughs> but still ended up in a C-section. So I guess it doesn't even matter. <laughs> What was your experience like? Because you actually went through labor. I didn't. I had a planned C-section. So what was your experience like? So I remember that I started my induction at like, what was it? 6 a.m. on a Thursday. I labored all day Thursday, labored all day Friday. and Girl, you are one powerful woman. They um, started me on Pitocin and Cervidil, and I was on Cervidil on and off. And then it was a Friday morning around like 8 a.m. They had broke my water, and then I had not budged. Like I was two and a half centimeters from the moment I showed up on Thursday till 5 p.m. on Friday. Like I had not budged. <laughs> so I. So you went through a whole day. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was what, like 36 hours in total from the moment I got there and they started me right away until the moment she joined Earthside. Like, <laughs> she joined us Earthside. So it was uh, it was a little, yeah, it was wild. I mean, I did not want a C-section, but I just was more so like, I just wanted a healthy baby. So I was like, if she has to be cut open into this world, then so be it. And I guess we will go from there. But I mean, it ended up, you know, being a C-section and it was, I was mentally not prepared for it, which I think helped my anxiety. And I'm like, you know, I, I couldn't sit there and just stew and wonder like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me? I just kind of, it was, hey, start thinking about a C-section, you know, your water has been broken for, you know, almost 12 hours, just start thinking about it. And then 
I was so out of it on all these drugs because I didn't have a um, epidural at that point. Um, and I never did have one until the spinal I got for the C-section, but, uh, I was so over here in La La Land that my husband was like <laughs> in tears. Cause he's like, I, I don't even know what to do. She's like, not even responding. So what am I supposed to do? And, um, <laughs> oh, <no>. and <laughs> so you just weren't, you weren't with it. You were like, I don't know what's going on, you know? Yeah. I feel like I was there and I remember him coming in and saying like, hey, start thinking about it. And then I was like, babe, like I am tuckered out. And then I still have to take care of a baby after this. So like, I think we should just like, just do it. So like, let's just do it. And then within, I would say 15 minutes, they had come in with, here, put these on your legs, do this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here we go. And it was just like, holy crap. <laughs> it was just very scary. But I mean, it was over before you knew it. And then, you know, I was over here and then my husband I was like you follow that baby you follow her you don't stay with me like <laughs> you go where that baby goes yes and I mean he did I mean he followed his directions but <laughs> good job good job but, dad yeah. <laughs> yes yes so it's all right overall overall it was you know I wouldn't say like looking back was it the worst ever in the moment no but recovery absolutely was the worst ever <laughs> was that for you too for me, it was a planned C-section and I was terrified to have it. I was terrified to have any drugs while giving birth because I'm allergic to the narcotics, because I know yeah. what reaction I have. I was terrified. And now what I will say some positives about the C-section, in my opinion, for it being planned, it was the most relaxing morning Ever. I mean, at, so a little bit of a backstory is I was supposed to have a C-section at 39 weeks, but my husband brought home COVID and my mother lives with us. I'm her primary caregiver and my mother ends up getting COVID within five days of my husband coming down with it right as I'm supposed to give birth. Luckily, I had already had COVID, <laughs> and I don't know if that's what helped protect me. I did get the vaccinations. My mother was going through cancer treatment during COVID, so I was one of the first to get my vaccine because for us, the risk was worth the reward because yeah. my mom having no antibodies whatsoever it was a lot different of a situation than someone without someone immune compromised in the household. Right, right before giving birth, my life just blew up. A great team of gynecologists that said, listen, everything looks great. Go till you're 40 weeks. But I was still kind of terrified. But the morning of, I was nice and relaxed. We walked in just like I was about to go to a doctor's office I got to go in and one of our mutual friends was able to be my ER nurse for the day. Yes. <laughs> she was wonderful and helping calming me down. My whole issue started when we were talking about the spinal and the anesthesiologist comes up to me and says, hey, this is what's going on with the spinal. And I say, listen. I am allergic to every narcotic I have ever taken. Can I do this without narcotics? And he just looked at me and he said, no, you can't. He's like, you've never, ever had this specific narcotic. So let's try it. And I just kept telling him, no, 
I, I don't want to do this. I know I have bad reactions. I don't want to do this. And he kept telling me the only other option would to be have these localized injections into my stomach muscles that would help temporarily. Oh, wow. They would still do the spinal, but I wouldn't have that pain medication after. Right. And what they were going to give was morphine. It was either morphine or fentanyl. And he decided morphine would have been the better way to go. I kept telling him no. He even made the reference to a Marine being tortured and told me I would not be able to withstand the pain afterwards. So I don't know what to do at this point. I'm talking with my husband and I do finally agree to the lowest possible dose of morphine. I am going to stop and let all our listeners know right now, advocate for yourself and don't get bullied into doing something you don't want to do. You are stronger than you know. Right. 100%. And I was also already paranoid that I was going to be strapped down to a table, which not having that control. Oh, my gosh. Is so difficult. So difficult. I did not want to be strapped down to anything. Anyways, I end up having a reaction to the morphine. Everything C-section wise went perfect. They were able to get the baby out. The baby was great. There was minimal bleeding. There was no complications suturing me up. All of that was perfect and wonderful. My baby boy was wonderful. I couldn't even hold my child right after because I'm having a reaction to the morphine. Really? I went hypothermic. Nobody to this day can tell me why I went hypothermic. I don't know if it was because of the morphine or just because of being opened up. I'm about to vomit. I feel like I'm burning up. Nobody knows my temperature is decreasing at this point. Everyone is like waving a fan at me. And finally, it settles down a little bit. I get to hold my child. He's wonderful and perfect. And the rest of my day is blackouts and vomiting from morphine, from my reaction to morphine. Is there a course like for next time? I will not get any drug in the spinal. And they will give both of the injections into the muscle and I will go okay. without it. And thankfully, I'm I'm a part of this old first time moms group on Facebook. <laughs> Shout out to them. And <laughs> this one brave soul came on and discussed how she is a recovering addict and wanted to make sure she didn't have anything in her system. And she went without it, despite them trying to tell her she couldn't. And she said it is more than doable. And because of that brave soul, that will be my next course of action. But my first day, I don't remember my in-laws meeting my child for the first time. After that recovery room, I remember nothing. And my husband tells me how scared he was because he it's his first child. He knows nothing about having a child, about swaddling a child. The nurse is trying to like teach him how to swaddle. And here my husband is in the corner of a room holding my newborn baby and I'm blacking in and out. And I wake up to nurses and telling me, you're hypothermic your temperature is 93 degrees. Whoa. They were very calm, very professional, amazing. They put these warming blankets on me. My temperature does get up, back up to normal, and I'm able to do everything. And by that night, I'm able to enjoy my son and 
everything turns out wonderful and I would do it a hundred times again. And absolutely, I'm sure that is absolutely a terrible feeling. Yes. But at least now you know. You know, you know. And I feel like, you know, when once you get go through something and you're like, damn, I, I knew better. But now you you get like that mama yes. backbone that's like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, F off. Like, this is, like, I'm sticking up for myself. Like, screw you at the end of the day. I knew I was fucking right. And so now you know for, you know, if and when baby number two comes along, you are, you know, mentally prepared, you are physically prepared, and you know what you want, point blank, period, and nobody can say shit about it, so... I am so thankful for that. But for the listeners, I don't want people to be scared. This was a very unusual occurrence. It was an allergy that we knew I was allergic to and we knew something might happen. So this is not a normal thing that would happen. And as you said, you actually had a good experience going through the C-section and there was no issues. Now, you said you had a hard recovery and I'd like to hear more on that. But my recovery was actually seamless. I I didn't have many problems with my recovery. I was up and walking the same day and it wasn't too bad for me. Share your experience. Yeah. I will say I am not the most fit person at this time in my life. No one is after they give birth. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, just like in general, like I wasn't like a like an everyday walker. I wasn't like, let's go to the gym. I wasn't like, let's go to go do yoga. I was never that that person um at least not now especially while I was pregnant I just was a, a rock on the couch it was so much for me like I had gained what was that at the end of my pregnancy it was uh like 55 to 60 pounds in total and after I had her like I think I dropped maybe 25 pounds of it, 30 pounds of it. And so like, I mean, still to this day, I have, I've held on to this 15, 20 pounds, but I was so heavy and I just like the, my muscles couldn't even get myself up sitting. I remember sitting up like was so hard. My husband had to help me get on and off the toilet in and out of the shower, in and out of the car. And I remember going home and just every bump would just completely just, just take me over the edge. I just remember feeling every bump and it was like that for a while. And then just like when you start to feel like, you know, okay, like I'm doing good. It just would hit you all over again. Like, oh, you are not good. Like, you know, you could wash, you know, like where your incision was, but you couldn't like soak it or you like, there was just some things you couldn't do. And I, you know, I wish that I wore my belly binder. I don't know if you had one, but I wish I wore mine more than I, I had. And it didn't feel like mine felt like so tight to the where like I couldn't even breathe. So I'm like, not only am I like feeling like I'm busting out the top and the bottom, <laughs> I, I, I physically can't breathe. So like I had this one that I wore like while I was pregnant and it would kind of just like hold the bottom and then, but I would wear that one, but I wish I wore, or I wish I got one that fit me better and wore it all day as much as I could. Because when I did wear it, it would, it would make the world a difference. Or I would have a pillow and I'd push it against my stomach when I would sit up or get down or move or twist a certain way. Like as long as I had something pushing there, it would be not great, but more manageable. So people sell these port pillows for chemo patients. And what it is, is this pillow that goes on the seatbelt and it it helps make sure that you know, nothing, the seatbelt doesn't bother the port. Well, I took that because my mom was done with everything. And I, I put that 
on the seatbelt when I was coming home. And I will say that that little pillow there for you to be able to hold on to anytime, like there was stop and go was wonderful. (laughs) Anyone just grab a pillow, bring it with you and use that for when you have those stops and goes. But I agree with you. I wish I would have used mine more. And I didn't use it more simply because I was lazy. I mean, I was I was exhausted. I was tired. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, there's so many emotions after you give birth. And in the hospital, it was, you know, once I came to, it was wonderful. The nurses were around to help. I felt like I was, you know, wonderfully seeing my baby, but I had the baby go actually to the nursery for a few hours each night. And we were able to get about three to four hours in a stint and then have the baby come back. And why we didn't stay the third day, I don't know. We should have stayed the third day, (laughs) but they gave us the option to go home. So we went home, but being home was just so different. And what they don't tell you is that you'll think you're fine, just like you said, with the C-section. And then all of a sudden you do something and you start bleeding. I remember mine was laundry. I did a load of laundry and all of a sudden I'm bleeding. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why am I bleeding so much? And it's not bleeding out of the incision. You're still bleeding out of the vagina, just like you normally would with a vaginal delivery. But it's like, man, you you don't realize what it takes out of you just to do a small thing like the dishes or anything after it. I remember that when I I went up the stairs. I went up the stairs one time and I got to the top and it was just like whoosh and just all fell out and I was like that's it. I I'm I think I'm dying. I somebody called the 911 right now. <laughs> and I remember going into the bathroom and yelling for my husband. I was like I I think you should send a picture like to the well I mean it was I became really good friends with my midwife. And so I texted her and I was like, oh my gosh, like I took a picture of my pad and everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, is everything okay? Like, what should I do? She's like, go to the ER right now. So uh, we packed and there I went. And thankfully it was okay, but there was just like bigger clots that should not have been there, I guess at that point. Um, I think it had been like the four, four week mark. And yeah, but very, yeah, very scary. And I had, I had stopped bleeding for maybe like, even like a few days at that point. I was like, Oh, like I got pretty lucky. Maybe they, when they were in there, they were suctioning it all out, vacuuming it straight up and <laughs> got it all out. But <laughs> you know, well, it's all right. We made it. We made it. That's We made right. it. <laughs> we made it. And it was beautiful. And we would give anything to have our children. And it's also amazing to hear all of the beautiful birth stories from my friends and my family that have had beautiful, wonderful, easy vaginal births or C-sections. So I don't want anyone to think that this is the normal. There are plenty of people out there that have, you know, some pain doing laboring, but get through it and it's a wonderful experience. And other people, especially for second and third children, I mean, their babies are just popping out and it's not bad at all. And yeah, I think we aspire to be those people. We do. We do. We're like, wow, you guys, you did it. Like, we know we did over here, but like you guys, like, that's what we wanted. And so 
I think that's what uh, like adds to like why we wanted to do this because our our stories were not the it's so beautiful or it was so seamless or oh my gosh this journey has been like so great <laughs> and I mean like it has but in a different more rocky way. <laughs> And it's still just as beautiful. And it's just as normal, too. Yes, yes. It's normal to not have that typical delivery situation, but it's still to be a beautiful, wonderful experience. Yes, yes. I definitely think um, it it builds character and it humbles you. (laughs) You're like, wow. It sure does. (laughs) Next week, we're going to end up talking about how it was when we first got home. Yes. And, um, you know, the adjustment, to, even if it's from one child, you know, for us now, but you can relate back to when you brought home your first baby, then that is uh, that is what we'll be talking about next week. <laughs> so if you like what you're listening to, please follow us or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Bye. Bye.